the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. And it's evident that in the last couple of weeks especially, that all of the energy that the medical industrial complex and the American ruling class has put into the COVID scare, the lockdown, the lockdown propaganda, the mandatory vaccines, that the anticipated and inevitable equal and opposite reaction is here. The medical machine, all of the power that they have, they are now finding their power and weight being flipped against itself. This could be best described as what we're seeing in real time as the great inversion. We are now seeing an inversion of the power dynamics when it comes towards people's sovereignty, people's patience, and most importantly, who's actually in control. The medical industrial complex is now seeing a almost toppling like wrestle move that they overplayed their hand. That's an easy thing to say. And you're going to hear that. You're going to hear that on the, the drive-by cable news in the next couple of days in the coming weeks. But you're starting to hear from any, everywhere from Fauci to Scott Gottlieb to all of the rulers of the kind of propaganda machine, the networks, if you will, that they're off message. The people are waking up. In fact, many are now awake and the rulers are scattered. And one of the main reasons for this, one of the primary reasons, has been in the last 30 days, the Omicron variant is proving to actually be far less lethal, far less deadly than previous variants. More infectious, so more people are getting it. We now have a million active COVID cases in America right now. And I think that's probably low based on what Scott Gottlieb has said. He said that's actually probably one-tenth. We'll play that tape later. But despite the mask in- mass inoculation campaign, despite mask mandates at every single corner and booster shots, people are still getting the virus. And now all of a sudden, the mature and correct, truthful, and inevitable conclusion that we have been saying from the very beginning has now become the consensus. It's a virus. You're not going to be able to eliminate it. Instead, learn to live with it. You see, citizens, regular people, starting to shake the hypnosis. We're going to get into that in a little bit of this kind of idea of the mass hypnosis that is happening. You see, Socrates had this allegory of the cave, and we could build that out a little bit further, where he would argue that there would be 
people that are being mind controlled would be in a cave and there'd be a fire behind them and they would see shadows on the wall of puppets, if you will. Now, seeing the shadow of the puppets would not actually be the puppets, but being enlightenment, enlightened, this is actually where the word education comes from, which means to lead forth, lead forth out of the cave, they would realize that the projections they've been seeing on the screen were actually shadows of something else. This sort of process of enlightenment, this sort of process of the awakening, is what we are seeing in real time. We are seeing the implosion from within. Let me play this one tape for you right now. When was the last time you heard Anthony Fauci say anything reasonable? When was the last time you heard Anthony Fauci say that maybe the numbers are too high? The talking points that were once considered conspiracy theories a year and a half ago. The arguments that we would be making in the spring of 2020 are now mainstream. Here's cut four. Anthony Fauci says, if you look at children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. Well, the real question then, Fauci, is how many deaths have you said over the last year and a half have been with COVID and then because of COVID? Play cut four. If you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are quote hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. This was a conspiracy theory a year ago. A year ago, if you were to make the statement, which we did, that the COVID numbers were inflated of people dying with COVID and because of COVID, this used to be considered unspeakable. In fact, you could have got kicked off of social media. In fact, I bet you still can get kicked off of social media for the very same thing that Fauci is now saying. But why is it that Fauci is now all of a sudden reasonable? Why is Fauci now bringing down the panic level? He's not alone. Rachel Maddow, who disguises herself as Chris Hayes, said something very similar. Play cut two. Those people who are vaccinated, particularly those who are boosted, you know, the risk, the personal risk of of being exposed to this went from something that we hadn't really dealt with specifically like this before in our lifetimes. We hadn't quite had an illness this infectious and this possible to cause serious illness to something that does look more like the flu. And the flu, of course, can still be dangerous, kills tens of thousands of Americans every year, but we don't orient our lives around the flu. We don't orient our lives around the flu, huh? So now we have Fauci saying the numbers are too high in the hospitals. You have the MSNBC panic network that's all about strengthening the security state and protecting a globalist order. All of a sudden, they're the ones that are now saying, ah, you know, maybe maybe we should just go back to our lives. Why is that? It's because Fauci to the MSNBC panic artists, they're starting to see what we have been predicting. And it's finally at its crescendo point. It's at its climax. Which is 
the great inversion, thanks to the advocacy and the work of people like Joe Rogan, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone, some of the guests we've had on this show that you guys can listen to on the Charlie Kirk Show podcast, we are now seeing the enlightenment of tens of millions of people that are shaking off the mass-induced hypnosis that has been concocted from CNN to the New York Times, and Fauci and Hayes are trying to get on the right side of it. They know that there is a reckoning, and it's happening at a velocity and a pace and a speed that the quote-unquote masters of the universe are totally unprepared for. So what does this look like? What it looks like is that people that are no longer putting up with vaccine mandates, it's looking like people that are no longer trusting what the medical industrial complex has to say. It looks like people saying, I don't trust what doctors have to tell me anymore. I don't trust what Fauci has to say anymore. What is an inversion? An inversion would be a reversal. It would be toppling something to the exact opposite. Think of 180 degrees. It could be best described in terms of mixed martial arts or wrestling when you see somebody that really has no idea what they're doing and the weight of the attacker or the weight of the person on top is used against them. Joe Rogan would know the terminology a lot better than I would, but as someone who's not a avid follower of the sport, it's the best kind of way I could describe it. And so an inversion would mean that it would seem as if things would be trending one way. And because of the laws of Newtonian physics, for every action there's equal and opposite reaction, using the inertia against it, the entire movement of lockdowns, vaccine mandates, fear, panic, and hideaway and lockdowns all of a sudden get used into an enlightenment, a higher frequency of citizens that start to challenge the consensus from the regime. The prevailing narrative right now is actually not one that is agreed upon. You have Chris Hayes on MSNBC saying, and this is no different than the flu. You have Fauci saying that the hospital number, hospitalization numbers are too high. And from the Wall Street Journal, Omicron variant may end up saving lives. He says, should I try to catch the Omicron variant of COVID to advance the cause of herd immunity? He says, the prudent response to Omicron might be to encourage vaccinated people and even unvaccinated young adults to catch it while protecting the at-risk population. Many people with ample antibodies are catching this variant, but importantly, it seldom leads to hospitalization or death. Omicron takes lives. So does the flu. If antibodies to the Omicron variant are even 50% effective in reducing the risk of death and more lethal variants, those antibodies could save far more lives than the virus costs. Now, let me just say, we got attacked from every direction. When in the March of 2020, we said what is now considered mainstream, mainstream in the Wall Street Journal. Remember we said that all the young people should just go get sick and then go back to work? Woo! We got attacked like you wouldn't believe. In fact, we had this idea that the cruise ship industry should have been used for young people that wanted to get sick and get, it their, get their own natural vaccine card and just create these cruise ships as self-contained um, areas where if you want to get it, you can get it naturally, like a chicken pox party or a measles party. We, we were maligned, mocked from every direction. Now that's considered to be very thoughtful and uh, very new thinking. 
in the Wall Street Journal. Bureaucrats in Europe, Latin America, and some U.S. states are saying, let's wait for cases to soar, then wait a little longer until the crisis is subsiding, then let's blow up the economy after it's too late to save any lives. Well, that, that leave it to the politicians, the bureaucrats, the desk people, the independent regulatory agencies, the IRAs, to have a disproportionate reaction to a small problem to create a bigger problem to only justify their existence to try to restrict their freedom and liberty and keep their power permanent. The Denmark chief of health says Omicron is bringing about the end of the pandemic and that we'll have our lives back to normal in two months. And so there is this question of where is the reason coming from with Fauci and Chris Hayes? I think it's a couple a couple things. Number one, I do think that this might be the end of the virus cycle of the pandemic absent the continued reinjection of a potent virus via a booster, which allows for more variants to multiply and to grow. But the other thing is that there's something that I want to explore with you, which is what if Fauci, the head of Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson and Johnson, Rochelle Walensky, Dr. Deborah Burks, what if they're worried about justice? Remember, justice is a debt. Justice is a debt owed to a person, a family, a community, a society. And the question is, if Dr. Peter McCullough is right, if Dr. Peter McCullough is right, as he said on our podcast, and you guys can check it out, Charlie Kirk Show podcast, take out your phone and subscribe, that 95% of COVID deaths were preventable. And 85% of hospitalizations were preventable. If he was right, then someone has to pay for that. Someone has to be held account to account for the anywhere between 500,000 and 800,000 lives that were taken from the lack of early treatment, the lack of early intervention. Just putting people in a hospital, putting them into a corner, sticking them on a ventilator when maybe a vitamin D booster shot, azithromycin, zinc, magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin C, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, melatonin, and baby aspirin might have helped them. Why are we seeing this hedge from the people in charge? Well, let's go to Scott Gottlieb, who is a highly corrupt and morally questionable person who ran the FDA under Trump. FDA or CD? It was FDA, right? Yeah, it was FDA. And now is a he works with some subsidiary with Pfizer who takes our taxpayer money to mandate vaccines that we don't need at high margins and fearmonger the rest of the media while buying advertisements with them to get a full tax deduction to tell us that we need more vaccines that we don't need. That's Pfizer's business model. But he says, look, the infection is everywhere. It's widespread. I think we're picking up a fraction of the cases that are occurring, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're only picking up one ten in infections. Now, why is that important? Now, Scott Gottlieb, the morally questionable person that works with the Death Star, otherwise known as Pfizer, the... The fact that this is important is that means the death rate is actually lower. If you're not picking up all the infections, hey, Connor, remember when we said this back in the spring of 2020? Andrew, remember? We said, hey, the death rate's probably even lower because not all the cases are being picked up in COVID drive-by testing, right? We don't know it. Well, now this is considered to be mainstream, very new thinking. Why is the head of Pfizer saying this? We're talking about the case fatality rate is what we're talking about. Play cut six. 
This infection is everywhere. This is widespread. I think we're picking up a, a fraction of the cases that are occurring. I wouldn't be surprised if we're only picking up close to one in 10 infections. I think this is going to be a short-lived, very fast epidemic here in the Northeast. And we're going to be on the back end of this. We're going to be starting to get on the back end of this in a couple of weeks. So, Scott Gottlieb, I'd love to, I'd love to have you answer, what good has Pfizer done to actually prevent that? Nothing. Now, people are coming out and they're saying that, well, the vaccine improves your chances of surviving if you get the virus. Hold on a second. That's a completely different definition of what a vaccine is. That would be an injectable therapeutic. If you all of a sudden want to talk about injectable therapeutics, that's a completely separate conversation. Cut seven. According to the New York Times, South Africa officials are now reporting that the country has passed the peak of the Omicron wave with no major spikes in deaths. Play cut seven. South Africa health officials are suggesting the Omicron peak has passed with no major spike in deaths, offering some cautious hope to other countries. And this final sentence here gives a little bit more perspective here. Overall case counts have been falling the past two weeks down 30% in the last week to an average of less, less than 11,500 a day. So the, the South African health officials are now saying, thank goodness that Omicron has actually come. It's going to actually be the end of the pandemic. You see, the masters of the universe, the people that are in control, they're seeing this as well. The Fauci's, the people that run MSNBC, And now they're trying to get on the right side of history of what very well might come next. Uh, We don't know if this is actually going to be acted upon. But Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, and many others have talked about the Nuremberg Code. The Nuremberg Code establishes the principle of informed consent. Now, the Nuremberg Military Tribunal was established... In August 19, 1947, this came after the Nationalist Socialist Workers Party did scientific and medical experiments on people, including Jews, against their consent. The Allied nations established a series of international military tribunals, mostly in Nuremberg, Germany, to try several high-ranking national socialist workers as war criminals. Unthinkable horrors. These trials sought to bring justice to those responsible for the unspeakable, unthinkable atrocities of the Holocaust. Among the defendants were physicians who had either ordered or performed the torture or murder of prisoners in in numerous National Socialist Worker Party concentration and death camps. Since ancient times, I'm reading from encyclopedia.com, it's a good summary. The idea of informed consent has been a key principle of the medical profession, enshrined in the Hippocratic Oath, which is first, of course, do no harm, and the subsequent code of medical ethics. So when you look at all of a sudden the vaccine adverse event reporting system of the COVID-19 adverse event data, where according to the government's own website, There's been 21,000 deaths, 110,000 hospitalizations, 109,000 people that have been in urgent care, 156,000 doctor office visits, 86,000 anaphylaxis episodes, 12,500 Bell's palsy episodes, 
3,435 miscarriages that we know, 11,462 episodes of shingles, not to mention athletes that continue to drop dead at record rates, where Guatemalan superstar soccer player Marcos Menelado has tragically passed away at age 25 after suffering a heart attack yesterday. And we now have over 75 examples of that. Rates of myocarditis in children increasing. Both Malone and Dr. McCullough have said that VAERS has been underreported. Now, remember, Andrew, and we said that VAERS was underreported on our show back in July, and it went everywhere. People attacked our program, The Charlie Kirk Show, from every single direction, saying how irresponsible. We didn't even say it was true. We just conjectured. We hypothesized that VAERS could be low. And the question is, has this open-air medical experiment, as Dr. Robert Malone has said, has this been in violation to the Nuremberg Code? Do we need international medical tribunals to sort all this out? Do you know that Central American countries like El Salvador have actually adopted the Zelenko treatment? And they're starting to see decreases in COVID cases. The governments of Honduras and El Salvador, which are almost 100 times poorer than America, have seen decreases in COVID deaths and COVID rates. According to the data that is provided with new cases, seven-day average from El Salvador and Honduras, the seven-day average is 102 daily cases, 102 cases per week average between Honduras and El Salvador. Do you know that Honduras and El Salvador, similar to Uttar Pradesh in India, which we've been covering for six months now, widely prescribes antivirals such as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and vitamin D supplements for their citizenry, which now means that the COVID rates and the COVID cases are at record lows. These vaccines, despite the drum pounding of the Pfizer lobby, remain experimental vaccines. The FDA has not approved them in a traditional sense. The emergency use authorization gives them liability protection. And it gives them liability protection because they're able to get emergency use authorization. Why? Why are they able to get emergency use authorization? Only because if there are not treatments available, you are not allowed to get emergency use authorization. You're not able to get a vaccine rushed to market if you do not have other treatments available. But all of a sudden, now that they're saying, oh, well, the virus is here to stay, good luck. Those of us that have been on Team Reality those of us that have been talking about how to empower you this entire time, we look at this and we say, well, why have we been talking about this since the beginning? Well, the answer is that the billionaires at BioNTech and Pfizer never would have been able to make their money. All of the social control would not have been possible. I want to go to cut 20. The great inversion? Well, now the New York, the New York State governor 
is admitting that hospitals will differentiate between people hospitalized with COVID and then because of COVID. You mean what we've been demanding since April 2020? Cut 20. We're looking at the hospitalizations of people testing positive in a hospital. Is that person in the hospital because of COVID? Or did they show up there and are routinely tested and showing positive? And they may have been asymptomatic or even just had the sniffles. I'm seeing numbers from 20 to sometimes 50%. But we don't have clear data right now that's anecdotal. Beginning tomorrow, we're going to be asking all hospitals to break out for us. How many people are being hospitalized because of COVID symptoms? How many people are happen to be testing positive uh, just while they're in there for other treatments? So that's, I think that's important. That's the governor of New York for all of you on WABC. I'm laughing. I'm chuckling. What was once a conspiracy theory 10 months ago is now considered to be cutting edge and a wise and prudent approach. You see what's happening, everybody? And the inversion in real time, they're starting to lose, and they know it. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. We hear plenty from the media and liberals about following the science when it comes to the pandemic. Why then did New York City choose race and social inequity over actual case rates and transmission risk in their distribution of COVID tests? Bill de Blasio's administration explicitly excluded the neighborhood with the highest transmission rate from their network of testing sites while putting 13 in a more diverse neighborhood with lower risk for community transmission. That's not following the science. It's politicized rationing for virtue signaling and the kind of racial divisiveness that wounds more deeply than it heals. But this was only made possible by the scandalous failure of Joe Biden's administration to push massive test development and production. The White House repeatedly failed numerous promises to deliver tests, even while pushing mandates that include testing. Biden and his team created both the shortage and demand that allows tin-pot politicians to ration needed good for their own political benefit. This demonstrates the danger of central planning and the long-term risk to economic, political, and health liberty. I'm Ed Morrissey. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.